Support for IPR comes from Corridor Vein Center and Corridor Aesthetics, treatment for varicose veins and spider veins, also providing facial rejuvenation services and treatment for moderate to severe acne. More at Corridor Vein and Corridor Aesthetics.com. Today is Thursday. It is the 7th of September. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. A state subcommittee that has proposed the elimination of more than a quarter of Iowa's boards and commissions heard more than two hours of public testimony yesterday. We get more from IPR's Natalie Krebs. The proposal from the Boards and Commission Review Committee is part of a government reorganization law signed by Governor Kim Reynolds earlier this year. It proposes eliminating or consolidating more than 100 Iowa boards and commissions. It also recommends eliminating a gender balance requirement for boards. Keenan Crow is with One Iowa, which advocates for LGBTQ rights. He says the requirement has shown to greatly help balance county boards and commissions, but they still haven't achieved gender parity. Getting rid of the gender balance requirement right now would be like standing in a rainstorm with an umbrella and concluding that you aren't currently getting very wet at the moment, so maybe we can just ditch the umbrella altogether. The public has until September 17 to submit testimony to the subcommittee, which will issue a report to lawmakers later this month. Concerns about aging members of Congress and the president were raised again after Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky froze while speaking to reporters last week. Iowa U.S. Senator Joni Ernst says she met with McConnell Tuesday evening and is not concerned. He actually was sharp, sharp, sharp. You know, it is a little different than what we have seen on the television with that episode. So, again, I, I wish him the best. I know that mentally he is there. The physician has cleared him. Ernst says it's going to come down to elections now. It was the second time McConnell had frozen up while speaking in the past two months. McConnell says he will finish his term and raise nearly $50 million for his re-election bid in August. A Des Moines City Council member who hasn't attended meetings or work sessions since March has resigned. Mayor Frank County says Indira Shoemaker's father, Randy, delivered her resignation letter yesterday. The resignation was effective August 31st. Shoemaker was elected in 2021. City officials say the last council meeting Shoemaker attended was on March 6th. In April, Randy Shoemaker told the Des Moines Register his daughter had been hospitalized, but city officials said she had not responded to their questions about her absence. Last month, Mayor County wrote Shoemaker asking her to communicate her intentions or council would presume she'd abandoned the office. She represented the city's northwest side. Iowa State quarterback Hunter Denkers is among three athletes from his school and two from the University of Iowa who have pleaded guilty to underage gambling. The five were among more than a dozen from both schools facing criminal charges after investigation of illegal sports wagering. All originally were charged with tampering with records. The reduced charge carries a $650 fine and ends the case against the five also taking the plea were former Iowa State offensive lineman Dodge Saucer, current offensive lineman Jacob Ramsberg, former kicker Aaron Blom, and former Iowa baseball player Garrett Christensen. And the city of Waterloo has announced the return of a free full-service dental clinic this October. The Iowa Mission of Mercy has been rotating around the state since its start in 2008, and next month will mark the third time it lands in Waterloo. 
Local dentist and missions co-chair Dr. Chris Aldrich says he's seen multiple barriers to care firsthand through his time practicing in Waterloo. Financial barriers, one, sometimes educational barriers, transportational barriers. You know, there's just a wide range. Some people who have lost employment, the reasons for people not having access to, to dental care is, you know, pretty wide and complex sometimes. In its past two visits to the city, the clinic has served over 1,400 residents. This is Here First from IPR News. Support for IPR comes from The Healing Room at Upstream Functional Medicine, offering medical spa services that support the body's natural ability to detoxify from environmental challenges. Learn more about The Healing Room at upstreamfm.com. The Missouri's Children's Division gets thousands of child abuse reports every year. Most are investigated and resolved. But the St. Louis area is an outlier in Missouri, and investigators can't keep up with the caseload. For the Midwest Newsroom, Jason Rosenbaum reports there's a backlog of more than 6,000 cases. Last fall, Anna Riley read a newspaper article about a staffing shortage in Missouri's Children's Division. So she went to a job fair and was hired on the spot as an investigator who looks into accusations of child abuse and neglect in St. Louis and St. Louis County. I loved serving my families. I loved being able to help people. Um, A lot of times it's just like a simple advice or like a, hey, mom, dad, you guys are doing good. Just keep doing good. Stay on track. You've got this. And sometimes those three words or four words could just help a family like maintain stability. The office was critically short of investigators, though, and Riley quickly amassed more cases than she had time to investigate. She realized there was no way she could climb out of her caseload. I did not quit because the content in the case. I quit because of the caseload. Riley's departure as an investigator speaks volumes about the troubles around the St. Louis office of the Children's Division. And some of the numbers that describe the problems are stunning. As of mid-August, there are only 16 investigators looking into abuse and neglect in St. Louis and St. Louis County. There should be 60. And there are 6,124 cases of alleged abuse or neglect that were not closed after the department's target of 45 days. It's a backlog that's alarmed elected officials, child welfare experts, and former children's division workers like Lazarus Jameson. This is a huge problem that leads to unsafety and harm and death. Like, we are talking about literal lives. So how did the state get to this point? Part of it comes down to how extensive it is to investigate alleged child abuse or neglect. Investigators have to interview a lot of people in person, and that takes time, and sometimes they uncover more issues. Democratic State Representative Carrie Ingle used to work as an investigator in the Children's Division. I would get a report of educational neglect, and I walk in and there is really bad hoarding going on in the home. It is absolutely unsanitary. Maybe there are other children there that weren't even on the original report. Maybe there's sexual abuse going on. Maybe it's an open meth lab. Like, these things happen. Not all of the overdue cases will result in substantiated abuse or neglect. Some are still open because investigators are so busy that they haven't filed the paperwork yet. Indeed, the average workload for a St. Louis investigator is 150 cases. 
a manageable caseload is supposed to be between 12 and 15 cases. Daryl Missy knows this. He is the director of the Children's Division. He does say if a child is in imminent danger, Children's Division workers will try to see that child within a few hours and make sure law enforcement is involved. But Missy says the lack of staffing means that investigators are in triage mode. Things that are crimes that are, are emergent, you, you, you put on the front burner. And then, you know, the, the dirty house case, the educational neglect case, those things uh, may take some more time because you're not, you're not thinking somebody's going to be harmed today because of that. While Missy and other officials see the backlog of cases in St. Louis as an unquestionable problem, they are making progress. Since June, the backlog has been cut by about 700. Ultimately, Democratic Representative Rachel Prouty of Ferguson says the state urgently needs to find a way to increase the $43,000 a year starting salary for investigators. The answer to what happens when we don't do it, though, is that we are going to create a bunch of broken individuals with a myriad of issues and trauma from having been abused and neglected and no one was able to intervene and children are going to die. In the meantime, the Children's Division holds a hiring fair every Tuesday at its Page Avenue office in St. Louis County. They're looking for investigators to protect the region's children. For the Midwest Newsroom, I'm Jason Rosenbaum. This story comes to us from the NPR Midwest Newsroom and St. Louis Public Radio. IPR News is part of the Midwest Newsroom. And this is here first from IPR News. You can find this podcast wherever you subscribe to them. I'm Clay Masters. Thanks for listening.